Hey everybody, welcome to this Sex Actually podcast, also known as The Sap. It's your boy Dave Neal. We got a great episode for you, number 303 with Tasha Courtney, myself, and Brad Silnitzer. He's a super funny stand-up comedian and also one of the producers on the Bachelor franchise. We talk about what it's like to go through your own breakups while watching others fall in love. Uh, some behind-the-scenes uh, look into the bizarre world that we live out here. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. A couple quick dates to share with you. Uh, if you're listening this Sunday, hey, Tasha, is this Sunday the 30th or the 31st? 30, 31st? We're going to find this out. I got a show at West... It's the 30th. <laughs> I could have known this and I didn't. This Sunday, the 30th, September 30th. Um, it's already September 30th? Oh, my gosh. I have a show at the Westside Comedy Theater in Santa Monica. 9 p.m. show. It's a really funny stand-up show. So if you live on the west side of Los Angeles, come to that show. be flying from there right into Newark, New Jersey. And then I'll be doing three shows in New York City. New York City! So October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, if you live in or around New York City, let me know. I'll tell you where I'm performing. And then October 4th through the 8th, I'll be at the Rogue Island Comedy Festival in Newport, Rhode Island. Can't promote this enough with some hilarious comedians. Sam Jay will be on the show. She writes for SNL. Just won an Emmy. Um, Jared Freed from the U Up podcast. Doug Key, my good buddy. It's his um, uh, comedy festival, Newport, Rhode Island, October 4th through the 8th. Go find some live stand-up comedy. It'll make you happier, healthier. You'll probably get laid. It'll be a ton of fun. Anyway, have you guys been enjoying these episodes? Last week, we had Eric Rocha. He just killed it. The week before, Gilbert and Channing. Nice long one for you guys. I hope you're loving them. Share them with your friends. Let me know what works, what's not working. Be nice. Uh, write in sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you're thinking. If you've listened to more than four episodes and you're new to the podcast, here are the rules. You have to write in and tell us a little something about yourself. I'll never give away your identity unless you want me to. Uh, tell us what uh, what's going on in your sex life, your dating, relationship, your family, what's working, what you need help on. And let some strangers talk to you. We'll be friends. Right, Tasha? Say hi to everyone. She says hi in the background. Um, or say hi. Oh, I got the mobile one, so I can actually say hi to everybody. Hello. We have a fun episode. Are you excited for this one? Sure. That's the enthusiasm we need. It's Monday morning here at the SAP Studios. We haven't had our coffee yet. Everybody, enjoy number 303. She's trying to set him up with her roommate, and she asked that we go on, like, we all go out together. And I'm like, why does she want me there? Just, like, like, buffer? I don't, I guess, I mean, why not just set them up and have them go get drinks together? Why do I have to go and hang out with this? the world's too strange now for, like, one-on-one contact. You think so? (laughs) That's a new thing, like, group weddings and shit. Group weddings? Yeah. Group, yeah, group just. They technically have been married in a group ceremony. You've been married? Oh, well, that's, yeah, you're in part of a cult. Wait, you were in a cult? Yeah. Really? That but makes like sense. Like a fake cult. I wish it was a, a real. I wish it was a real cult, but it's like the more you pry into it, you're like, this is just a bunch of idiots. Yeah, yeah it's just a bunch of people who like to hang out. I'd much rather it be a real cult, right? Yeah. 
And she, and she got married, I think, while we were still dating. So when you get, she gets all, she's like, "We've been dating for five years. You ever proposed to me?" It's like you haven't divorced your cult yet. So as far as I'm concerned, it's not legal, as far as I know. <laughs> as far as I know. So we are with Brad Silnitzer. Hello. Oh, did we start? Hey, I that, guess that's, so. That's how I start. I just I awkwardly just introduce <laughs> you, and then we have Tasha Courtney, myself, Dave Neal. Um, I don't even know what number episode this is because I'm going to air it later this month. Oh um, yeah! But uh, dude, I you've 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 actually won the award for my most sought after guest. Did, are you? That's aware true. Of that? But you, I mean, in all fairness, I just happened to be busy for a long time. I'm like, this guy's was, making me work for it, and I love it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, this is how you fucking win someone over. No, you're you're just busy. You're jet setting all over the world. Yeah, yeah, I was doing that. But that's not like it has nothing to do with how in demand I am. I just happened to be doing a thing that made me gone. I'm just good at a getting series you. of Tuesdays. And I'm really bad at pursuing things, so I'll just randomly ask people like every few months or something. Not like oh, when you come back because I'm just kind of like I don't know if it's codependency. It's I'm like, just, I don't want to bother you, but well, we're here. And even though like you can put the ball in someone else's court, but like man, it's so easy to just like forget. Like I can barely. Get, I have a paper calendar. I still use a paper calendar and Dave makes fun of me all the time for it. But like, if I didn't have that paper calendar, I could not live my life. Yeah. It's just, it's so easy for me to lose track of the things like, Oh, we'll set up a brunch. And it's like, you know, six months later and I'm like, Oh my God, we have not set up that brunch because it's not at the forefront of my mind. I'm just like trying to get through every day. Yeah, I'm, ve- I'm very dumb and forgetful. <laughs> and so the idea of me remembering to hit you back up is insane. Yeah. How are you guys in your can? So you guys all right? Fine. Let me know if you need more. You good? I'm good. You good? What okay. number am I? I don't even know anymore. Okay. Well, don't worry about it. I'm good. If you're fine, you're fine. Um, yeah. So uh, so we'll get to the Jets thing. Well, I'll tease it by just saying, so you, you're working on Bachelor, Bachelor, the Bachelor franchise. I was. I'm taking a little hiatus. Okay. But oh. I was, yeah, I worked on, uh, the, I did a full lap. I did Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. Do you get like a tattoo hey. for each one you've done? Like yeah, just exactly. an image of the Bachelor? Just yeah, one <laughs> after another. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Wait, whose seasons were you? Ari's, Becca's, and then this last okay. Bachelor in Paradise. Now, I want to get Ari into all that. Ari is the worst. He's a good guy. He's the worst. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not allowed to say many things. I was going to yeah, say, let's talk for half an hour before I start mentioning. Before Sorry, we but can, like, okay, I know that always <laughs> The Bachelor is, like, way less entertaining than The Bachelorette because the guys, in general, are more, like, guarded about their personalities, but boy... Ari was just a snooze fest, and I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy, and he's actually got a great big personality that just did not but show it, up. It, but it, 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 it makes you wonder how, and, and I, I'll just, I guess, I'll, I guess we'll jump into it now. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I follow all different sorts of Reddit uh, subgroups and this and that, but the Bachelor Reddit subgroup is a good example of society and how fans think they own people because they invest themselves into something like like for example one of my favorite podcasts i messaged the guy on twitter he never got back to me and i was like this motherfucker and i'm like why do i feel like i have the right to communicate with him but with social media you've got these this audience and it's really just the diehard fans i think i feel like 99 percent of fans just watch it and enjoy it but then the diehards they want to know everything well i feel like you see that um and like i'm not trying to exclude men from this conversation but i feel like you see that a lot with women um especially celebrities but then also just like friends of mine that you know aren't celebrities but have big followings on instagram you've i find even in my own personal experience that a lot of guys act like i owe them something they'll comment something and be like you know upset that i don't write them back or they'll message me and then message me again three days later like you're a bitch you're not even hot anyway and it's like 
I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, I'm guys, not going guys, through my DMs. We don't get that, do we? It was last time someone messaged, some chick messaged you, like, why aren't you getting back to me? If a girl messaged me, I'm like, I ain't nice to say how Or they, they'll comment about, like, what you're wearing, or you look better with brown hair, or, like, I guess your braces aren't working, or whatever. I, and damn. Yeah. And it's like, I don't. why do you think I owe you looking pretty, being active, talking to you? Like, I don't know. It's the, I think it's the internet. It's, it's the, a, well, it's yeah, the a, internet's yeah. evil. I was I was on this one like Netflix show, which was a dumb, stupid, yeah, the cooking the, show, yeah, the cooking on high show, and the number of DMs I got and the number of comments on photos I got for this little thing, it was insane. And some of them were very nice, some of them were very mean. A lot of them were weirdly sexual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you have any girls hitting on you because of it? Yeah, yeah. Did you? You did. Yeah. Because I always just wonder. I think men will use any technique possible. I remember when I was single and living in New York and hungover and I was watching like local TV. I had like the broadcast antenna, you know, the digital antenna so you could watch like weird channels. And there was some some lady uh, doing a cooking show by herself, but it was really just her. It was like a Mother Stewart, but she was in her 20s. It just reminded me that I actually had a former Bachelorette contestant slide into my DMs well, okay. recently. Can don't we, say his name. Don't I'm say not his trying name. to say his name. I'm trying to finish my story. I, will, this is what I we want do. to know. You did <laughs> cut him off. <laughs> well, I wrote that at first. I was like, yeah, well, it- hold on, pause. I'm finishing my stupid now because now my story's no good. But anyway, Sorry. I live tweeted the chick and and she never responded. So that see, look, so now my story. I've responded just to ended. people. I've responded to some people, and I just generally say like, thank you, smiley face. I don't yeah. have any fans, so <laughs> the idea that there's like three, like like whatever, how many people out there who said nice things to me, even if those nice things were, I want to see your dick. That's still like nice. <laughs> so how do we get? Okay, so here's what I want to do. I want to get to people DMing you about wanting to see your dick, but st- where you started. Now, now correct me if I'm wrong, but were you teaching English? No. Okay. <laughs> okay wrong, so. Wrong. Are you talking about like post college? Yeah. Talking where? Did, how did you get to? Let's get to you uh, living in Hollywood, living the dream. How Hollywood, did we get baby. here? So, like, where are we coming from? High school. You know, what did yeah. you study? Graduate? I went to high school in New Jersey. Lovely place. <laughs> uh, I truly do. I'll rep New Jersey till the day I die, and people will always be upset about it. Whenever I'm <laughs> it's out. a beautiful state. It is. Yeah. Thank you. I love Jersey. New Jersey and Philadelphia, because I'm from South Jersey, right outside of Philadelphia, and I spend what part most of my time defending those places. Uh, I'm from Cherry Hill. Okay. I forgot. I don't briefly. know anything yeah, about yeah. that. <laughs> like, you said we'll it as if you really out. knew the geography <laughs> of New Jersey. I know like um, three cities in New Jersey. And that's it. Up. Sorry. I'm just, just, just fucking fiddling. With okay. So yeah, it's a, from you, New Jersey. I thought I went deaf for no, a that second. That was me. I, I thought I was doing mine and I was doing yours. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, Jersey's got this flamboyancy and this honesty of like their character. And yeah. I'm from New England where we kind of repress our character, I think. At least my family kind of repress, like, who we are. Like, my, you could never see my mom laugh. So you just see these boisterous... You've never seen your mom laugh? Almost never. That was the most poetic thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you should write a poem about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Now, this is... That's <laughs> the easiest way to describe why I'm here today. Never saw my mom laugh. What do I want to do? Be a comic. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I'll make them all laugh. That's like <laughs> a villainous comic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will all my laugh. My mom never laughed. We, you will all laugh. Now, only a few people can make my mom laugh. Some cousins. It's, it's very rare. She's just reserved. Like, she'll, she'll laugh about something, but it's almost like she feels guilty about laughing we've got our laughing like almost crying laughing your dad's your dad's not guilty why he doesn't laugh he's like an introvert and doesn't laugh but it's there's a no, something with with parents or that generation just they're was reserved like, they're because their their parents were like world war ii or vietnam there was just this weird kind of energy or not i mean in new england with with catholicism there was but maybe not in jersey yeah i mean the purity i mean we were jews of course yeah i don't know if you can tell that i'm a jew by <laughs> super jewy voice like, i'm like old lady jew though um but the 
<laughs> the the laughter. I mean, like, yeah, we laughed. We were we're very open. That's for sure. Like, yeah. my dad didn't laugh much, but that's because he was hit as a kid. You know. Jeez. <laughs> but he's very oh, funny. He just. Got, but make, but aren't Jews funny in general? Mm-hmm. Like they just they poke and prod at everything, and like instead of being like. When people poke and prod at me, like make fun of me, I take it personally because I didn't have that growing up from my mom and my dad and my aunts and my uh, oh, uncles. Oh, yeah, Tasha and my does not take a like, little Well, that was, that was the hardest part of me moving to the West Coast is because I grew up in a culture of talking shit. Yeah. You make fun of everyone, and that's how you show you love them. Yeah. yeah. You say the most it's hurtful like things. It's like all jokey. But th- that's what's cool about it is like if I make fun of something that is very true about you that upsets you, that means I have seen you and yeah. you feel seen. You're and so, like, acknowledging. Like, I can't. I've dated some people out here who can't do that back and forth with me. I'm like, well, how do I know you know me then if you're not being extremely That's mean so but funny about my flaws? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard because yeah, it's hard as a comic to just know when to turn that off because I know Tasha can't handle certain ways I that I might handle small amounts. But I'm very nice to you. I don't rib you. I mean, we 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 I, I guess at, at this point, you know, 5 years in, I know I know when I can, I know when I can fuck with her and when she's getting ready for work, maybe I'll just leave her alone because she's in this zone of <laughs> frantic whatever. Yeah. But when you talk about um having thing, you know, counteracting each other, I think you need someone to just fucking not take you seriously. Cuz I work and you didn't work in this industry where everyone's like all prim and proper and then we're doing this stupid wedding photo shoot yesterday and I'm the only one cracking jokes. It's like what are we doing here? You know what I mean? I'm trying to have fun on my terms. Well, I think it, it is something that's beneficial, like, to teach to your kids, you know, in a gentle way. Obviously, all people are different and have different levels of sensitivity. But I do think that, like, if you – if everyone's, like, hiding their flaws and tucking it in and, like, trying to present this, like, perfect image of themselves, we already live in that world now where, like, everyone, like, is different from their avatar. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like, they're yeah. they're – online presence is so polished you know it's it it takes the shame out of like having flaws because everybody has flaws yeah i mean i don't know if i think about like my family as i just imagine i just i'm imagining my mom at the top of the stairs me at the bottom of the stairs us screaming at each other (laughs) uh at full volume and that's love that's what love that's That's like that's love that's unconditional love that's when you love someone enough you don't really care what they think of what you're about to say problem being sometimes with families and with relationships you say things that you wouldn't say to a stranger you know what i mean yeah and then it's like did i cross the line and 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 never my family never apologizes my sister none none of them ever no apologies you just don't talk to someone long enough until you start talking to them again that is unhealthy does your family apologize I don't think we do a lot of things that require apologies, though, to be honest, because my family is very much like a think before you speak family, like not joking at all, not like very reserved. You push shit under the rug, too. But that's what I'm saying. We got no rug, baby. (laughs) My dad would like not get mad for a month. He would just like let the little things build and build and build. And then one day something would snap and then like no one would speak for two weeks but like, that's, you were just, what, like, that's what you on do eggshells. and is that healthy that's i literally just said it's not healthy babe <laughs> I literally it's so interesting i did not realize i was coming on a podcast to listen to you guys work out your issues. surprise so <laughs> uh, 12 minutes in you win you figure, usually it takes 15 minutes for people to realize yeah. they're part no, of it, marriage it's therapy good. no but it's i just want everyone to know that they haven't looked at me for the last five minutes <laughs> 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 look well okay so 
Yeah, well, you, you don't. There's nothing you want less. Like with stand up, there's instant. Um, you're instantly gratified. Either a joke works or it doesn't. You know, right on the spot. With with the human dynamic, I got a fight with one of my best friends this week that I thought we were gonna like break up our friendship over, and that fucking made me. That that hurt on a different level. That what I were you guys fighting about? Are you it allowed was, to talk about it? it? Was, no, I'm not going to get into it. Other than it was a money thing where we were trying to sell something together. Mm-hmm. You know how it is in money the, with like an industry thing. It's like we both own something. Uh, we and we and it was and it was bad and and it was bad. And I didn't I'm, honestly. I didn't raise my voice or let my ego get involved. But I was hurt. Things he said to me hurt me to the point where like even explaining it to Tasha, I was close to crying. It hurt me so much. It was like, this is my boy, my brother. This isn't like a Hollywood relationship. This is a dude that I, like, love. Yeah. And, and he brought personal shit into it? Well, I sort of, yeah. Like, he sort of, like, I thought was attacking my character. Again, no ego. I didn't respond. I, I ended up apologizing in part. That's kind of the, the fucking wuss that I am. That I was like, I'd rather find a way to be, like, sorry, man, and, like, not lose our friendship rather than being like, you know what, fuck you, and, like, stay, because it's, like, it wasn't worth it to well, me, and I knew he was upset. has to be, like, brave enough to be the first one to, like, okay, let's come to the table. Like, somebody has to do just that. Just take a minute, you know, take a breather. So, so much good can happen when you just take a breather. Like, I just put my phone sort of away, and, like, we didn't finish the conversation, yeah, and we hung out the like, next the day. whole thing could have been avoided if maybe he had decided to take a breather. Yeah, I've gotten like, some, but that's the and that's the problem with being from New Jersey is I don't take breathers. <laughs> I'm the dude who will occasionally get out of my car, knock on the window, being like, "We're gonna fight, right?" Like the stranger. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, oh, really? That. Well, yeah, I've done that, but really, not super recently. Do you wait till you know who's driving before you knock on their window? This guy was big. Um, <laughs> you can't tell how big somebody is when, when they're, they're in their sitting. car. <laughs> so I had a. This wait, was like, so what did he do? That I mean, this was probably like this was probably like two years ago, um, but it was like you know that some some of the streets in Hollywood can't like fit two cars yeah so you, one car kind of has to pull over and the other one doesn't we both got to the point where we're kind of nose and neither of us Stalemate. had decided to be the one to pull over and this dude just starts screaming from inside his car i'm actually feeling pretty chill about it at the moment but when he starts screaming i'm like well someone's screaming the only response to that <laughs> scream back so i started screaming he's like get out of the-. and he, he starts yelling get out of the car and i was like he doesn't think i'm gonna get out of the car and so i was like fuck it dude you gotta uh, worst, be crazy worst, with crazy. Worst case scenario, I get murdered. Best case scenario, I don't get murdered. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's no, there's, there's no, no winning other, there. other than your own pride. So is... I got out of the car. I knocked on his window. I immediately realized he's probably double the size of me. I know my voice sounds like I'm very big, but I am very small. <laughs> you do have, you do have bully voice. I do. Yeah. And so, and so this dude's like obviously way bigger than me, and I, I, I knock on him. And I was like, I'm, I'm willing to do. It, it was like a weird thing where it's like, I'll do it. You I'll do dance, it. bitch. I'll yeah. dance. Yeah. I was like, you'll win the fight, but I will be in the fight. Uh, and then he just drove away, and I was like, I feel like we both lost. Like, what a fucking idiot. How thing did to he do. drive away though? If he couldn't pass, he reversed, he reversed out, of there. out of there. So he did. He size wow. you up and realized it just wasn't worth his time. By the way, we both could have driven by each other. Is what I realized when I got out of the car. Yeah. Well, here's, yeah, in general. Oh, you know what? I told the story partially wrong. He said, get off your phone, which was so Uh, annoying because I wasn't on my phone. I was holding my phone for directions and I wasn't even like in motion. Uh, So it's a false accusation that annoyed you. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah. I hated that. That's like, guys, I like to be seen. Yeah. If he had said, stop looking at directions, I would have been like, okay. (laughs) But he said, don't talk on your phone. I was like, I'm following the law. My, My biggest concern with myself in road rage, and I don't really have it, but I do have two large baseball bats in my car. Yeah. Right behind me. Just ready to go. Just in case. I play baseball. Oh, okay. But I, but. 
I don't. I have fantasized about pulling a gun out of my car many <laughs> times. Yeah. Christ, no, I, no, have. No, I'm with you. I have. And I think I, I would think just snap it. in a fight, but then I would be the one. It's like whoever kicks the other person's ass is the one who goes to jail. I think that's how fights work, right? That's what they say. Like if you're the if you win the fight, you're going to jail because it's like you won the fight. You look like the bad guy. So like if I have a baseball bat, it depends, bat who, it depends if you approve of who started the fight. Yeah, we need dash cam. We need dash cams. Everyone needs dash cams. That's so, the, so is that a Jersey thing though? Like, you ready to throw fisticuffs? Have you been in any like street fights? Yeah, I've been in some fights. My my buddies, you know, there. Yes, I've been in some fights. How my buddies you... have been in some fights. It's just like it just happens more there. I don't generally like. I mean, I talk about this in stand up. I like fights. I don't like but violence. Do you... Violence is bad. Fights are funny. But fights sometimes. is reptilian, primal. Yeah, urge. I don't do it. I don't like. I don't like pick fights. I've just always kind of had a big mouth and red hair, and that's like a trigger for people. Yeah, that's like two triggers in a row. Part of me would like Tasha to see me in a fight because I think she's never seen. You've never seen me fit in a like physical lose, your lose shit. my shit. But it's there, and it's like it's Damn, just. Dude. I've seen should, you should hit we, our coffee you table. Fight? You fight? <laughs> I, if it's gonna if it's gonna help you with your girl, dude, I'll fight you. Yeah, I would apologize the whole time. I'll, you would kick my ass because I don't have. I don't. Maybe I don't have it in me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not. You're a softy. I would just rather de-escalate a situation, like especially if like Tasha's involved, because it's like best case scenario, I beat a guy up. But worst case scenario, this is just dangerous for you. And, so and for you too, and for me too, You'll and not to nobody mention nobody wants a black eye. In today's or world, a you nose. punch a guy, you're gonna, you know, it's gonna cost you fifty grand or whatever. It's assault, this and that. It's like it's not like yeah. you used to be able to settle things with your fist. That's true. I feel like you're right that it used to be that like people would get in a fight, or maybe I've just seen it on TV, but people, you know, like get in a fight and walk away, and that was it. Like back in the day, that solved it, and like nobody like pressed charges, and now. You somebody would definitely press charges. I remember one of the first times I went to a bar in Santa Monica after because I went to school out here. I went to USC, but we didn't. Really, it wasn't a bar culture. It was parties and stuff. And I went to a bar in Santa Monica one time, and I had to go to the bathroom real bad. And I was like rushing to the bathroom. I bumped into a guy way bigger than me, and I stepped on his foot. Oh no! And he like looked at me, and he like puffed up his chest like he was about to hit me. And if it was where I used to go to bars in like Philadelphia, I was like, oh, I, this dude's about to do something. We're at least push a little bit, yeah. And that's what's going to happen, and then we'll be cool because I, I am pretty good at de-escalating fights from years of being small. And so I bumped into this guy, stepped on his foot, and he goes. He keeps puffing off his chest, and he's, like, kind of bouncing his chest in me. I was like – and I had to pee so bad. I was like, dude, you got two choices here. Choice number one, you hit me right now. Choice number two, you move and let me pee. These are your only choices. <laughs> and he just, like, moved away, and I was shocked. I thought what was going to happen wow. is he was going to punch me, and I was going to pee my pants. <laughs> like, that's what I was, that was so you, sure. You were going to combine the two things. That yeah, have well, if you get punched in the face, if you have to pee, obviously you're peeing your pants. You yeah. can't hold your bladder and get punched in the face. A, have you fought anybody? No. You've never fought somebody? No. You punched your sister, though. Mm, you probably. I mean, we've, like, shoved each other, but I've never hit anybody Tasha, with a closed she's, fist. Well, that's okay. That's where you win. Because Tasha slapped me with an open fist, and I wouldn't call it a slap more than that's an open a punch. Palm. A was palm. it like a was it in jest or were you mad? She was I mad. don't remember. She was what mad. What are you talking? I don't even remember. It this. happened right over there. Was she drunk? No. Natasha doesn't drink, so she doesn't get that excuse. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Blink twice if you need help. If you need me to get you it's out like, of here, I, I think just... I can block the exit from, and you can go. I'll pack up all your shit. <laughs> He's no, like I'm, chained to the chair. You yeah. didn't but notice that. <laughs> I was emo- emotionally hurt, not physically. I mean, I've been in rough situations. I played football. Like I probably have CTE. Like there's something going on. I'm. But that but is I'm not, the but... thing. That's why like fights with strangers, like you don't really care about. But fights with like your friends and your family, you do care. about. About my, because it's the emotional wounds more che- than my, the physical. My, my cheating ex-girlfriend would say the meanest shit to me. And she was good. Really? Like, 
the it was the equivalent of the things my friends could joke about and would be really funny. But like she would say coming it from like, her, coming from not her, not in jest. Yeah, not yeah. in jest. Ooh, it hurt. Yeah, and it's like someone you've hooked up with and been with intimately can just cut you so much deeper than like a buddy. Oh yeah, it really, it really can. I'm sensitive too. Yeah, I'm very sensitive. So stuff like that can like. But I mean, it's like you mean it. You said <laughs> cheating ex girlfriend. Did you know she was cheating at the time? No, I did not know she was cheating at the time. That's my. So new that's a tag you add. Yeah, you yeah. added that tag in once you found out. Now cheating ex girlfriend is a fun thing. That's to say. a country music song. I think. <laughs> yeah. Right Should I so, become a country music guy? I think you could. I think yeah. Yeah, and you'll just punch and I all your my fans. keys <laughs> into the side. What she have? Pretty Very little uh, four wheel drive. up four wheel drive. Yeah. I think she has a Prius or something. Did you? <laughs> did you? Uh, so how did you find that out? Oh, this is it's a bit of a story. I actually don't want to. I can't completely tell it because people will get mad. But basically, somebody else. I knew in my heart of hearts when it happened, and I I called the person out uh, for it, and they lied to me and kind of gaslit me for a, a long time. But. Uh, yeah, I found out like way after the fact from like a friend of a friend who had like somehow read some text messages between her and somebody else. Yikes. Uh, and it was like a really weird, wild situation. But uh, to, protect, to protect some of the other parties involved, I won't go now, into that. Now, did, yeah. was did you recent. break up with her or was it something that – No, she broke up with me. So did it, did it help like vindicate you to know that like... she was just a scumbag? Yes. Yeah. And, and were were you guys drawn in like boyfriend girlfriend? Monogamous oh yeah, we were together. Yeah, yeah. That's what's strange to me. It's like why why, why did you even get into a relationship if you if you need to fuck other people? Or, or like, if you meet someone and you feel like there's chemistry there, just you know. Well, that's my break thing. up first. Like well, you, it's it's have rude you guys, have to you, be let's, somebody's. Let's, have you guys ever it. cheated on anyone? No, no, either have I. No, this is my like first real relationship, so I just didn't get it. I was like, I'm not gonna. I've had I've had women or. I can't even say girls. I'm so like in today's world. I'm like I was gonna say I had girls, but like I had I had an old relationship. Uh, she was like, no, we're like we're either gonna be together or not. And I was like, well, I'm not. And I was honest, and I think most guys aren't. I think most guys would be like, all right, fine, and we'll be together, and they'll just fuck around. But I was like, no, nah, I don't want to be with one person. I don't know, like what I want to do. Yeah, and I had she and I we were a redux. We had gotten back together because I had broken up with her because I had realized that. Yeah, and so then I went and I dated other people, and we came back together. Um, I feel like don't ever bother to get back together. That's my that's personal fair, point of view. I mean, I might you. never do that again. Yeah, because <laughs> if it if it wasn't working the first time, what makes you think it's going to work the second time? But you've time? tried that. Timing can I be have a, tried timing that. Timing can but be I, a thing, though. You can meet somebody at the wrong time. Sure, but like there <laughs> I don't know. I, that was the least somebody's no, you're, ever you're, agreed. Yeah. Well, it can absolutely. I mean, a million no, things can I've work. Someone it. can cheat on you and you can get back together. There's a million things that can work. but I just think that like those wounds are probably not going to go away. You got back together with a guy that had sort of cheated on you or moved on quickly. Yeah, I actually was just thinking about this the other day. Oh, were you? Like two days ago. It's one of those things I just think about it all the time. It had been pushed out of my mind for like... Especially when you fall asleep before me and I'm looking up at the ceiling wondering how (laughs) I ended up here. That never happens. She's passed out. No, it was weird. It was... um, yeah, I don't know. It, it just like flashed it. You know, you forget about shit like that. And then I'm like in the kitchen. I'm like, whoa. Uh, anyway, yeah, we had been broken up, but it like wasn't over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was still like very you fooled around raw with your friend or and something. Like, yeah, I had sex with a girl that was like on the dance team with me at a party. Oh, shit. And like, was this oh, in college? No, high school. Okay, cool. High school. But it was just like disgusting and so hurtful was that your first um uh time diving into like immorality or or like having your trust broken by some by like a dude 
Yeah, but you know, honestly, like the more traumatic, like, yes, obviously breakups are always super traumatic, but what like fucked me up even more than that was that like my best girlfriends were like still hanging out because we had like a big group of oh, they people, right? Guys and girls. And like, I found out that they like had like a slumber party, sleepover, like a co-ed sleepover. And I was the one that wasn't invited. It still fucking hurts. It still That's fucking hurts me. I wouldn't see, I wouldn't know this stuff if it wasn't for this podcast. This is why this is good for us. I'm sorry, Brad. And like, she lives in LA now and she has like, you know, messaged a couple times like, Oh, you know, let me know when you're around this area. Can you blame a 17 year old chick for wanting to go to the popular thing? I've known what loyalty is my whole life. Damn. I don't know. Some people like have different priorities. I think probably like, you know, they, yeah, they but just I did had some different bad priorities. Th- you, you never know. Like when I was younger, I did some pretty bad things. Uh, not like horrific, but like there's a couple moments that like stick with me. Yeah. That, like like especially due to the, yeah. Like I hurt somebody based on like, I just remember there was this one dance. I was like really self. I was like in a, the cool group. But I also was friends with the not cool kids. I remember this one girl like really wanted to dance with me at one of the dances. I told her we would do it, but I knew it would make me look dumb. And so I figured out how to avoid her for the entire night. Yeah. That was in sixth grade. I think about that once a week. Yeah. How much of an asshole That's still, I was. Uh, you, but it's clear that your priorities were just to not let her down. You know what I mean? I didn't want to hurt her, but I also should have been brave enough to just be like, it's just a fucking dance. These guys are lame. Yeah. They're sixth graders. Who sixth cares grade what a 12-year-old thinks? the hardest time of your life, though. Middle school is like... You're still like, I don't know why middle school is the worst, but like you have nothing figured out in middle school. You go from being like a child child to like, it's the first time that you like think about like your appearance and wanting to be cool. Like when I was in elementary school, cool wasn't a thing yeah. yet in middle school. But what's crazy cool is, is a you, thing. You, not, not cool wasn't a thing to you, but you looked like a, something a guy would want, which is crazy because for me, middle school, even high school for the first couple of years, like I was not you know, someone that was like getting the girls and this and that, it wasn't an option. So, but for you, you've got probably older dudes hitting on you. Like what women have to go through that. We'll just never know. Is like, I think it's just I mean, like, like, like at what age did, did a guy start like looking at you? Listen, nobody wanted to get with me in middle school. I was not cute. <laughs> I was not. But I'm cute. saying if you're on a family vacation and you're 15, there's a, there's a 20, there's 20, there's college kids looking at you, not knowing you're 15. Do you know what I mean? Sure, like, you, like you have to deal with the fact. 15 is high school. Okay, well, I'm just saying. I'm you, just saying that in middle school is like when you really develop self-awareness and like yeah. insecurities. That's mm-hmm. not a thing when you're younger. And then when you get into high school, you still have those, but they're more managed because you've been dealing with them for three years. But like in middle school, like, I don't know. I thought middle school was wild. So <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it was a roller coaster. So the way ride. you described your friend's you know, choosing the popular choice, which by the way, for hierarchy reasons, most people will choose like the popular safe thing to do rather than your loyalty. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's right, but that's just like the, the mass public are just shitty people that want to get in line and be on the right side of things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, they fucking chose him. That sucks. Yeah. It really sucked. Sucks. It was really hurtful. And then they were like, you know, trying to be like, um, do you think that's pushed you like away? Like comforting to my face. You know, it just felt so too. Did you call them out? Were yeah, you like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I pulled us out of class because I needed wow. to settle it. Yeah. I Shut was, up, Mr. Smith. We got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> this just got real. I like imagine Kentucky. they're teaching about the Holocaust. And you're like, there's something more important. <laughs> We've got to <laughs> fix these issues now. <laughs> I mean, but did it, was it like, did it, uh, 
No, it never got better. I still have no, no desire does, to see or talk you, to those you people have to ever deal, again. You have to deal with, like, you're going to your friend's bridal shower this past weekend. Does it still affect you when you're in groups of women feeling like you're an outsider looking in? No, I don't think so. I mean, I guess you never know until you sit down and talk to a therapist or, like, get hypnotized and get to the root of your issues. Obviously, I don't think it's healthy for me to still be holding on to it because they probably don't think about it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, they're not, like, it's That's not the eating thing. them up inside. That's the most hurtful thing a bully ever said to me is, okay, so I was in middle school and there was this dude who had upset me. Like, we got in a fight at the pool and it, I, and I was really upset by it, right? And he was kind of in there. We had two, like, we had three middle schools in my town, so he was in one of the other middle schools where a bunch of my friends went. And this girl who I was super close with in my middle school started, like, kind of seeing him in Oof. middle school way. And so one day I was like, man, she was like, told me that. And I was like, oh, I hate that guy. And she was like, why? And I told her the whole situation. And she was like, oh, I'll ask him about you and see if it's, like, still a thing. And she was like, she said that she had he, gone like, to him. didn't a, even remember. No, it was close to that, though. He was. He said something like, "Brad, I literally never think about that guy." And I was like, oh. "I think about him every day. <laughs> I think about him every fucking day." That oh, was, and he man. won. That was the most hurtful yeah. thing he could have yeah. done. I was like, "You have been the biggest part of my consciousness ever since that fight happened." Yeah, and you probably never thought about me once. And that was the first time I realized that nothing matters. We're all insignificant. And we're all gonna die. <laughs> hey, what a beautiful. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful thing though that we are all insignificant doesn't matter i was thinking of this earlier when i go to like you go to some of these hollywood events and you see everyone dressed to the nines and trying to be seen and sunglasses at night and all this douchey stuff and you look at them and i just look at each and every one of them thinking they have the biggest internal sort of like narration going on in their own world like this is like everyone's thinking other people are looking at you and that's this and my that. biggest advice for people who have like social anxiety is nobody like cares about you. literally nobody gives a fuck about you they are not looking at you because you always feel like people are looking at you or judging you or whatever they ain't they're thinking about themselves and it's not even a bad thing to say it like that it's just no it's fine that's just like dance in the street or do it new york time i live in new york city man you know what i mean you can just dance on the subway so many people that aren't crazy are just like looking grand and doing their thing with their they Mm -hmm. no one cares nobody cares Yeah, because I, I feel know. like when you're in like your early twenties or you're like teens, you're like you're like okay, I'm the star of the movie. I just need to figure out what movie it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you get a little bit older, and you're like okay, maybe one of my friends is the star of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Then you get a little bit older, and you're like I'm probably an extra something. Yeah, I'm doing guy. background <laughs> crosses on the yeah, scene yeah, yeah. in the and hallway. Then, and then you get to your you know, then you get to your thirties, and you're just like I kind of just want to watch a movie. I don't know, like, <laughs> just like no but movie. But that's part of like elevating your consciousness is just developing that like that we are really all insignificant. We don't really matter. Well, we talk- our own personal experience every day. We are the star of our own movie. Like everybody else is our extras. Everyone else in the grocery today yeah, was and- the extras in my movie. But like, you know, the broader view is that we're all just, yeah, just we're all doing that. There's a word for that. There's a word that we're all the star of our own. It's thing. the realization that each person is living a life that's as complex as yours, mm. where everybody else is the extras in their movie. And that helps with compassion, with road rage and issues where you're just, you know, you oh, want to fight back together. Where you want to <laughs> fight a guy and you're like, oh man. And I've thought of, you know, you just like, man, this dude's probably like about to miss rent or something. You know, who knows what their fucking issue yeah, is. Yeah, I but. always think that's why I generally how I get, I'm like, ah, I just like hope. I, I try to have the most empathy for the other person, which means, like, sometimes, like, accidentally wish. I'm like, ah, he yeah. probably just found out his whole family is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and in some ways, we're so evolved as humans that we can, like, bypass a lot of emotions that other creatures have where it's just fucking, you know, 
to the death. With us, it's like we can be very cordial, but at the same time, the more people you get together in like a Trump rally or certain, you just go, "Wow, we really are fucking barbaric." Like we would tear someone to pieces if that was the thing to do. And you look back, like when you brought up the Holocaust earlier, but like no one stopped that. No one stopped that. And I don't think today people, you know what I mean? That's a fear that. Yeah, it's like a primitive this, tribal mindset. And and with you, it's like you know the the in high school they would rather go to the safe bet, which is stick to the babe, to the co-ed sleepover, rather mm-hmm. than you know it's like oh she'll be fine. They trusted you'd be fine, and then they went. And no, they just thing. didn't care. They, they didn't just think did she'll not be fine. give they a fuck. Didn't care. Yeah, they, they didn't just didn't care. care. They and thought I wouldn't find out. There's so, probably one or two of them who felt kind of bad and shoved it down. They're yeah. Just like, Do you have a defining relationship that kind of like? Made you who you are? Was it the oh, chick who dated the bully? I have to pee so bad. You want to go pee. real quick? Yeah, go, go for around. it. Or you can punch me and yeah, I'll just pee. Go, just go right <laughs> around the corner. We'll just, yeah. All right. So the question was. Do I have a defining relationship? A defi- is it or pivotal or. <sighs> I have a, yeah, I have a few of them. Um, Jesus. Okay, so there's one. This is, I don't really normally talk about this. There's one in college with somebody who ended up having some mental health issues. And. You're so young and you don't know how to get out of it, and it was really dark. Like you know, just a toxic relationship. You mean? No, the the relationship was fine, but this. But person, when you tried to break up, they couldn't let it go. No, it was more like this person, um, you know, and this was like my first big relationship, I would say. But this person like had like you know issues with cutting and with uh, you know other other things in that realm, like. Just really, really dark, suicidal thoughts. Things that I couldn't like. You know, you're 20. You're, you're not equipped really to handle. Right, like, and then a and professional needs to handle exactly. That. And I tried to, I, I tried to facilitate that. This is how I know I would never cheat. When I was in that relationship and I couldn't get out of it, and I knew the relationship was kind of over, I kind of fell for somebody else, at least emotionally, like and in a college way. So I was like really into this other person, and that other person tried to kiss me one time, and I was like, nope. And I couldn't do it, even though. So that's how I know I would never cheat because I was in this dead relationship. Interesting. Yeah. And this and other person still... who I was into made, a, yeah, because I had made a promise that I hadn't dealt with yet. You yeah. Know? And the promise being, you don't want to like, start something a, new with all this baggage still like looming over. Yeah, you. exactly. And the person, the person who I was still with, I still care about that person. They don't mm-hmm. deserve to be treated poorly. And so, you know, I mean, have you have you had a relationship where you were just blindsided and it like sent you into a nosedive? Just you know, just. Like a, like a hard one to get out of, you know, like that, that just fucking hits you. You lose weight. You can't move. I mean, this, the one with the cheating has uh, lingered in my life for a really long time. And this is a person who I still love and care about. But what an amazing, you know, not to make light of that because that sucks, but what an amazing thing for you to be able to travel with a bachelor family while, you know, it, it, Dude, the craziest versus not thing, having a job and being. The craziest thing that ever happened to me on that sh- on that show personally is like you listen to people fall in love like you yeah. do and some people question whether or not people actually fall in love on the show they do like i've seen it yeah, yeah. and whether or not it lasts is, a, is another thing but um i was like sitting there and i was like i was like with you know i was, I was on produ- helping produce one of the dates and i was on one of these dates and like just like watching these people fall in love and it's a really beautiful thing and, and i'm like so cold cuz it's a nighttime date i'm like hiding to not be yeah why are they oh, man i feel bad for them every time it's a nighttime date because i know it lasts like 3 hours and i know she's freezing sometimes i know sometimes, she's freezing sometimes, sometimes, they need no. to bring in heater so you're hiding trying to so get shelter in i'm your hiding heater. i'm like in a little ball so i'm not seen by cameras just like watching these people fall in love and i'm like <laughs> getting texts uh, from an ex who is 
telling me about how they are in a new relationship. Ugh. It's like my heart why? is breaking while I'm watching because people are sociopaths and they want me to be hurt. I don't know why. Uh, I just the, like, the cheating listen, ex? I don't talk to my exes. Why would anyone want to talk to their ex? Close the door, move on. I like some people what? don't want, some people don't want finality. They they're still in the same social circle. That just seems psychotic. Like it does. It seems like a sociopathic thing to do. Yeah. To text somebody and be like, "Hey, just so you know." So you're over there hearing that your ex is moving on while you're watching. Was it Becca's season? This one Ari season. Ari season. Um, what you're watching? Ari fall in love on a date. Yeah, <laughs> which is so funny. And that is a great angle to think of this. The behind the scenes people that have real lives. Well, it's weird because it's difficult when you're when you're on a show like this. Um, to develop relationships, right? Because you're gone for so long. You put your to reality TV is twenty four seven. I mean, that's yeah. What you makes really it... have to put your life at home on pause. Yeah, and so people, you can maintain a relationship for sure, but as a single person going into it, it's hard to form and create a new one. So I'd come back for like a month or two, and then like you know do stand up again, maybe hook up with some people, maybe date some people casually, and I'd be like, well, I'm gonna leave for three months now. For that sure. cool with you? Yeah, for sure. And and it's and it's interesting because yeah, you're out there. There's these hand-selected gorgeous people that are being set up with someone of the opposite sex. You, ha, like, is there a guideline for how you even navigate these dates as a, as a producer? No, you just, I like, mean let you just it fly. You just kind of let it. Like, I mean, you know, people tell their stories and you let it fly. And there's like, you people think that it's less real than it is. You just kind of see. I mean, like the parts that are orchestrated are like, hey, you got to do this activity mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever. And for time, you have to kind of like cut up. I'm sure they, there's a lot of rambling that's going on, and it's like we've yeah, got to get edited. this. Yeah, it's edited. Yeah, for sure. But, but it's like, no, you just see if people can. No, I absolutely believe that, that people can fall in love on camera like that. And I think I think the toxic side of it must be that there's no social media and that it's there's no other options. I think that just must, that's must create so much drama that you might have 15 dudes that, like, want to go to the gym and work out, but they're all, like, in, like, in this, like, this, like, govern, like, this you know, surveillance area where they just have to wait for their chance. And then, and you know, you got like this past season, like my boy Blake, just like, you know, you just oh, get yeah. obsessed with, with boy, like what the other guy. person is doing. And every guy does, but some guys can like manage it better than others. I would be Blake. I would be the guy who's going nuts thinking that, you know, every helicopter that goes by, Oh, that must be them going on the, <laughs> you know, some Galapagos <laughs> tour. Great. You know, like I would, I would fucking lose my shit by like the third day. So funny. I would lose my shit. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's definitely hard, but it's what people sign up for. Right. Yeah. And it's like the thing, the, the thing that people don't realize and that I didn't realize is like how much, like, we have so many distractions, and you take away those distractions, people can really fall fast. And, um, like, if you didn't have work or comedy to think about or your career to think about or things like that, and you just, like, took a period of your life, and you're like, I'm going to focus on this one person or this group of people, you can yeah. really figure shit out quickly. And yeah. you can fall in love pretty fast, and then it can also start driving you insane. So usually, like, if something's bothering me, let's say I'm dating a girl and something's bothering me, yeah, I can, like, distract myself with so many things. It's it's hard. It's good. It is good for relationships to have a passion and something else to distract you because that's, for me, that's what triggers my, like, obsessiveness, which I we haven't really had much in this relationship. But early on, Tosh would be going to, doing a photo shoot out of town, and I'd be fucking going nuts because, like, I'm driving for Uber or something, and, like, my he- and all I'm thinking of is, like, why you haven't gotten back to me yet? And you're probably, like, passed out with Jade, you know, your friend. And I'm literally 
I'll literally think, and again, luckily this hasn't happened in years, but it used to annoy the shit out of me. Now I just like trust you more, but I, and I don't think you were able to realize this because I've been with, I've been, I was, I had a girlfriend who like on New Year's Eve, we were not in the same city. Like she kept on leaving me voicemails and like from a party and like, and then I'm sure she fucked her ex that night. I never, I never got the clarity, but I'm sure, I'm sure she did because she ended up breaking up with me like the next day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, have you, you guys ever been cheated on? That would have been the closest yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. And 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 the relationship was dead on dead, regardless of whether or not she actually cheated on me, because I feel like it was enough to get. But it was like that's a traumatic shit that I was like, I turned down sex that night. I was in New Orleans with Darren, like, and I, I, I you could have fucked Darren, dude. So <laughs> the chick who wanted to fuck me ended up fucking this dude Ben in the same room, and she, oh, Big Ben, she was calling Big Ben all night, and I'm just on a cot. Wait, like, you were listening to them? You were in uh, yeah, the was, room? yeah. We were those four people in the same giant hotel room. <laughs> we were all on a work trip together, and I was like, oh and I had, and I had. So Watching Big Ben have so I sex. Think, and I, I'm glad I wasn't with them, you know, having sex. But, like, oh, yeah, he was fucking the shit out of her. And I was literally, like, eight feet away in the dark. And I could just hear it in my cot being like, fuck me. Jesus. And then the next day I get dumped at the airport. I'm like, this fucking New York. Because it's like New Orleans. It should have been amazing. Anyway, I digress. But, yeah, I um, I, I, I mean, for Tasha, like, you couldn't – you wouldn't let me do, like, Brad's job, right? You wouldn't let me travel – Th- th- on a Why bachelor. would I not be okay with that? You would totally not be okay with that. I think if I'd I was, be fine. If I was traveling between Norway and fucking, you know, Helsinki, whatever that, you know what I mean? Well, I think it would be hard. I think it would be hard. Whether or not she would allow you to do it is another question, but I think it would be difficult for the relationship. I would be jealous. Sure. 100%. Yeah. I would be jealous of all the fun things and that also, you're getting to do. If you take, um, so take like The Bachelor. So you've got, you got like handfuls of women, you know, um, you're, you're there like, to talk to them, right? I mean, you're there. Yeah, to, like, yeah, you're there to there talk to them. Coach them a I little mean, bit. Yeah, and you just you interview them and stuff and and all that. But it's like you're not you're there. You're it's work. You're their friend. You're not like. But I mean, we had. I mean, this is years ago, but there was like a contestant that like ended up getting the number from like the sound guy or something. I mean, like you're we're all still humans, right? Like there's still yeah for sure. But I don't think like the people. Maybe I mean it's just <laughs> like it would just it just doesn't even like cross my mind. Yeah. You know? You're just there, and you're like, oh, this is a cool person. And you can play the game of, like, just like you could at a workplace where you're not allowed to date people, which this is. Like, but you, you still sort of, like, but you can be like, oh, I could, and... I, could, I, could, I could see myself maybe, like, dating this person, but, like, in, the, in, in different circumstances. But for me, at least, and I think for everybody I work with, it's not, like, yeah. anything any of us are thinking about. We're pretty professional. Well, what are they looking for in the casting? Are you involved with that? Or, like, what are they looking for with, with these um, contestants other than – I mean, I, w- I wasn't involved with it very much. But, I mean, I don't know. Just people, like, you – a diverse group of people, but like know. for every for every sort but of you do need like a a specific personality type. Yeah, but who want to be there? I mean, it's self selecting, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, That's I mean, true. So shy people aren't signing up for. So you it. did the last. So you did what? The last three. So you did the last um, bat, one bachelor, one bachelorette in Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. yeah, and you were able to travel. I mean, yeah, I did a lot of cool traveling, which was that's really nice. great. But it was also bad for me. It was like a really cool job um, that I loved, and I loved all the people I worked with, and it was so good to be a part of it, um, and also like understand how like reality television works. Now was pretty cool, but also like I, it took me away from comedy. I missed a lot of yeah. comedy and writing opportunities that I had. So well, let me ask you this as a as a comedian, and and also Louis C.K. and and this episode will come out in a few weeks, so this might not be news. He he went back on stage last night for the first time after almost a year off, and of course he uh, admitted to uh, masturbating in front of other comedians and using his position of power. Blah blah blah. Look all into it. We've talked about it a million times. Never touched anyone, but you know was guilty of what he was guilty of. He finally came back, and there's a lot of people that are angry with that and this like 
you know, sort of like self-policing that our society is doing. We've got like a lot going on. We've got, you know, in the Bachelor family, got, you know, guys that were guilty, quote unquote, of, of liking a photo that might have been a racist joke or racial joke. And it's like, at wh- like, where is the line that we have? And are we willing to like, are we all living in glass houses throwing stones at each other because it's easy to see someone famous with the blue check mark on their name and see that they liked something but it's hard but who's the the people that have the moral outrage are are they really clean like what's the what what's what's going to come of all of this because it's it's messy right now yeah it is i mean like louis went on stage last night um just to i date this i i, I was shocked at how early he did that I mean, I know, and some people are like, yeah, it's great, and other people, and more people, at least that I'm hearing, are like, what the fuck just happened? How did that happen? Yeah. We have talked about this before. I think that, well, definitely there's a spectrum of, like, offense, right? So, like, you know, he he's not raping children, but, like... I don't know. I think we have to be willing as a society to allow people their mistakes because nobody is perfect. I've definitely done things I've not, I'm not proud of. You feel guilty for not dancing with a girl in middle school. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Wait like, five more years. We've, we've all done things that we're not proud of, but that's just part of being a human being and you're living and growing and evolving and learning your lessons every day. So, you know, like, yes, it was a bad thing, but you know, if somebody can own up to their mistakes and is going to try and do a better job, that's really all we can ask of each other. Yeah. You know, there's got to be like a little bit of compassion and an element of forgiveness. For sure. I guess, I guess the, I, I agree with that in principle. I guess as a society, we have to figure out like what is enough repentance and like what yeah, should like be how- the punishment for a particular crime. And I think that people are going to be negotiating that. And that's something that I think these Matt- people try to go back to work who've yeah. done these like offenses. It's like, I don't know. I haven't really reflected on it yet, mostly because I didn't expect him to start doing comedy this yeah. again this quickly. It's only been 10 months. And it's like, that feels very fast. Yeah. But also, we all knew he was eventually going to start doing comedy. And, and by, yeah, by waiting 10 months, it's not like this is his finished product. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, and I, I expect that his next polished set, whether it be an hour or whatever he releases to the public, I'm sh- I, that I would hope that, that it deals that that deals that with his, his problems but not not in a way just to make fun of it and most of his jokes aren't in a way just to find a laugh most of them are just honest like you know thoughts that he's having and i think it'll be good for him to talk about it and not just be silenced because it, it's it, it it takes people that are part of the problem to sort of talk to their people and, you know like if trump just like talked about his sex addictions and things in an honest way and be like i'm a billionaire who's addicted to hookers we might be like okay we're willing to listen. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. What do we, but like society, it's, but we're so vilifying every single thing. And, and in most cases, rightfully so to an extent, sometimes, you know, we swing too far in either direction, but we're trying to get it right. But when we, when we miss, are we willing to just wreck that person's life versus be like, all right, we missed we're a little tough on you Aziz. But the point was, you're kind of being creepy. You know, you need a, you need more probably of a big brother than anything to be like, dude, I don't know. Maybe reader signs a little bit, but like, that's it. But I think you've got to understand that when things have been so wrong for so long, of course the pendulum is going to swing back like yeah, very yeah, far the other direction. That's just how it works. And it will eventually land somewhere in the middle, but it's going to take some time. Yeah, I have no idea. That's I'm just like putting my hands up and like being like, I have, I don't know. I mean, I know what yeah. he did was really wrong. 
and that he fucked with a lot of people's careers. Yeah. And I also, so on one end, I knew that. And then I'm not the arbiter, but I do think that, like, what are you doing? Ten months? That doesn't feel like enough time. You would think, like, if I got caught doing something very bad, I would probably myself be hiding in shame for a year or more. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't imagine. There was some Ari Shafir. Feeling comfortable, like, being in the public eye. Ari Shafir in another comic had a bet whether or not he would um, uh, do his stand-up before or after this coming New Year's. So mm-hmm. I think I don't know which set he was on, but the bet... Oh, I think it was him and Steve Renazizi. I could be wrong with the names, but it's really interesting to me because one of them just lost his bet where the, the loser has to perform a four-minute porn movie without the porn, but, like, scripted movie with the winner's dialogue. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm like, this... Okay, one good thing will come out of this that's is that we'll have to... We'll get to you know, listen to that podcast. But, yeah, it's... um. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows what how, how that'll go down? But I think it's important to like just listen, and that goes for both sides. That goes for men, women, victims. You know, it's it's reiterate men that you need to listen. Yeah, men. Yeah. So what was that? Yeah, men. We need to, we need to be. I mean, and what I've learned is to not is to be way more careful on what I post online because I've been sh- publicly shamed couple months ago and it fucking sucked really what most people say? came to my side i just posted a kind of a flippant sort of fun comment that i was like i was like women <laughs> i was like oh this is already bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even on my status on someone else's and it was a comment and i was high and i go i go women have it worse in every other way than men except getting stage time and um and then I was and then some chicks were like fuck you and it turned into a whole thing yeah. and I was like yeah you're right I could yeah. I could have advised against that yeah status <laughs> but it was it, was it wasn't it wasn't just a random take it was off of a dude's previous status I was like yeah and I was like yeah you're right I know because I didn't have stats to back it up and it, and I wasn't trying to make a court case out of it I was just doing what Facebook used to be which is slinging shit on the wall but I understand in today's society I was like okay that's a good example. And luckily for me, as a guy who's, like, got nothing to lose or be fired, that would be a bad look if I was, like, working, you know, or if I had a show coming out. And people were like, dude, fuck this guy, you know, because it's like, you know, that's not, you know, like, my... But you've got to be conscientious of how the things that you do and say impact the people around you. That's, like, the, you Mm. know, that's a healthy society. Like, nothing irritates me more than when someone's, like, in my personal space, in the line at the grocery or wherever, because they're just not being conscientious of, like, the space that they're taking up or whatever but like it's important before you say something to think about how this might be potentially hurtful to someone else is you've got to put yourself in somebody else's shoes i believe all that but it's also it's also too bad that in today's world we're weaponizing each other's words splitting them up taking them out of context using them against each other and so we're not having conversations that should be meaningful And and i'll just say this and i know you probably can't comment on it but like leo uh from Bachelor, we played baseball together. I like him. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a solid dude. I think if I, like, needed a, a friend to be, like, you know, I think he would show up. I think he'd be one of those guys that would show up and be, like, I'm with you, man, like, like, like loyalty. You know, he, he posted something years ago that was, like, rude and vulgar to a woman's Instagram account. And he's, and it's, and it was something that was, like, used against him. And, and, and the dude, like, he was wrong. He was wrong for that. But, like, he's not a fucking monster from all accounts that I can 
speak to you, but there's people online that don't want to hear anything other than this one thing he said. And if we treat everyone like that in society, we're going to hate our dads. We're going to hate our uncles. And it's like, and and I'm not saying what they're doing is right. And I'm not saying what they're doing should be, you should let it be done. But I'm also saying like, they're, they're more dynamic than what you're making them out to be. And I'm not co-signing what they've said or done. I'm just saying like, I think the world could be a little more harmonious if we had a little empathy and compassion. And, 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 and I know that sounds like I'm victim blaming or whatever. No, I, but literally everybody has things. made mistakes. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say about that. I don't know. So You're treading in some dangerous territory. Yeah. I know. I know. No, no, no. Because I'm but the first. But I know that I like 100% if I got famous, if I got on like a show that's going to be big on CW tomorrow, I would hire a PR firm to delete my shit. Like yeah. I absolutely because you're would, from Kentucky, who's who's supported the Confederate flag uh, or or pro guns or certain things in a time when that was what what the masses were and doing. Like I don't know, I've what I said when I was 15. You know, I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't know. Like I'm so glad. I'm we- sure that something like things that what it. I don't, Oh, it was that guy at the at the pool party the other day that was saying that like the evolution of what is okay, like even just words, like what words are okay to say, evolve over time. So like something that maybe wasn't considered so horrible to say ten years ago now could be considered very horrible. Yeah, it's weird. We because like in England they throw the cunt bomb around, like no one cares. It's just but here it's like holy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you have to understand the context of where like of, of where you are and what people. That's part of like understanding words. And, yeah, and, yeah. You know, I mean, wh- and how they affect with your stand-up. Wh- how have you like looked inward? Has there been anything where you've like reconsidered the, you know, your message or whatever, just because of where you are today as like a white dude? No, I mean, I tend to stay away from from shit like that. I mean, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you don't like. You don't need to talk. I'll just say this because other than my one Facebook post and me bringing it up on here, because like you know, every every week, so, you know, so, look, it's just it it goes hand in hand with dating and relationships. It the, the the idea of like treating everyone like equal and not using your power like Louis C.K. did and all these things. And it and it sounded it's it sounds easy to say that now with Louis C.K. But that was a problem all along. Was that like men in power and 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 with comics, we don't realize that we even have power, even if we're like free at noon on a Tuesday. There's power. We have power in the sense that we have, you know, control over, you know, like our peer group and whoever wants to listen to that, whoever that audience is. For sure. I mean, I just try to say things like, I mean, I've said controversial. I had a bit before where I thought that we should be more generous to um, people, like to pedophiles, but not pedophiles who actually, not abusers, but people who have the inclination and don't act on it. And like how those people are heroes and they need more help. Yeah, uh, if they're which, like which is completely others. valid, and there's actually a pretty big movement. There is, for it, and there's actually been more support, and actually there is more support. And this was all based on facts, by the way. And in Japan, there's way more support for these yeah. types of people, and there's way less action. Um, and it's a thing that's been studied, but, but people post that were, on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I would never, but I don't post it on Facebook, yeah. and I make sure I can see. I don't post things on Facebook. Yeah. I don't post opinions on on Facebook. So the, that that sounds like a good bit, though. You don't do it anymore. No, it was. I do it sometimes. It depends <laughs> on the crowd and how much time I have. With how them. much? Have that's time, the key: is how much time you have. Yeah, if I have some time to like really show them that like I'm using the word pedophile as its definition and not as. It is because because people when you say the word pedophile they think actor like person who is doing it yeah person who is like yeah but um people you know I actually do have a, I have a, I have a lot of empathy for people who for whatever reason are born with inclinations oh, to do something totally illegal and awful and like deaf like and so awful and like don't have an out like you can't tell your mom 
you can't like even tell your your therapist might turn you oh. in. It's like who the fuck do you talk to? That seems like a nightmare. Now acting on it is the worst thing you could Absolutely. ever do because you're ruining lives, and it's like the worst thing that you could ever think of. And I know people who are abused as kids, and it's the worst thing ever. But it's but still to, like what a what a prison to, to live in. To think that somebody can't differentiate the two. This like you're a smart guy. You think you think an audience would be smart enough to be like. You're not defending. You know what I mean? But you have to explain it yeah, to, you them have to generously. Explain them. But that's what online does not give you the chance to yeah. do. Right. Or or it'll just be snipped to like people are going to hear what they want to hear. You're absolutely right. And yeah, one what, person will hear Brad Silencer supports pedophiles, which is not true. That's uh, episode everybody. I totally, yeah. <laughs> there was something where did I see this? It was about it was like a news thing about a company that is like making VR. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like, part of it. That's yeah, part of, that was part it, of the bit. That's part of the reason why I had to stop doing the bit is my solutions were starting to happen. <laughs> like I wanted them to create dolls that looked like kids and or robots and like give them to people. And they're actually working on this. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know, man. I just think that they need to be. It's I don't know. Yeah, it's it's but it's but one day they'll come we, up like, with a Do serum. we have like VR for killers who aren't actually killers yet? Well, that's a minority about report. That's I don't know. Killers? That is tough, too. But 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 how about at least you know the, and there's gene clipping and things like that like I'm sure they're working on finding like what whatever that urge is maybe just take it out so you're not clipping someone's balls you're literally clipping a part of their urge that's in their head you know what I mean I don't know yeah, I, I mean, spin out that's what I was saying some sort of hormonal serum to just make that person lose their sexual urges I'm cool with that yeah but aside from aside from blaming you know victims and aside from giving people like uh, a pass on their, their their you know shitty whatever they're doing I just think it's an important time more than ever to be having these conversations rather than being like, you just can't post that because so many people are just not posting shit anymore. No one's changing their beliefs. You know what I mean? And they might change their belief if like a feminist uh, woman and a, and, a, and a dude who's like, uh, whatever, you know, uh, uh, get together and actually find out that they're not pieces of shit and they don't hate each other. They you were know? kind of saying that about the Unite the Right rally that happened this year, how like last year it was such a big thing. And then this year, like 13 people showed up and they were like, well, did anybody actually change their minds or are they just back in the closet? Yeah, probably back in the closet or a mixture of both for sure. Yeah, nobody's nobody's really changing changing their minds out here. So it's all it's a kind of a bummer, but <laughs> it's true. Some people might. I mean, the problem is that you have no ability. Like people are so reactionary that they don't really give people a a, a chance. I guess it's like I don't want uh, uh, like in an example where it's like a lot of people believe shitty things. You you have to be able to divorce. I think it's helpful to be able to divorce like something somebody did from that person it depends what the thing is right yeah but like if if you go if like somebody did a bad thing i think here's the thing that i'm really saying i think as a society we have to decide if forgiveness is a thing that exists yeah and if it isn't and we've all agreed upon that that's just where we live now yeah yeah Um, because the prison system doesn't cover everything well the prison system's bad for a lot of reasons i could go into that (laughs) and it dumps out uh felons that can't get jobs well it's not yeah and it's it's like it was built as a system for rehabilitation it doesn't do any re- rehabilitation it just creates problems. it just puts certain, people yeah. like throws people in the outskirts yeah. and like you hope you don't have to deal with them again uh <laughs> i don't have a transition this we, we got to get out of here in a few minutes i wanted to ask you about your um your brouhaha yeah so this is a show that you've you created mm-hmm. that's um a game a drinking game stand-up game show yeah it's a drinking game comedy show we create rules that go along with stand-up comedy, so things like every time – basically, we have a light-up sign that says drink, and that will light up any time the comedians break a rule that they don't know about. Um, you don't tell the comics the rule. The comics don't know the rules. A lot oh, of them fine. figured it out because been, we've been doing the show for five years, and uh, 
So people like kind of know now. But yeah, people will uh, – it's really fun. We'll create rules like every time a comedian does an impression or every time they talk about politics or every time um, they talk to a member of the audience. And whenever oh, that will happen, we one. light up a song. I mean light up a song. We light up the sign that says drink and the audience all takes a drink. The com- It flusters the comedian a bit. But it's fun because you're actually letting – like it's one of those like, you know – kind of like it's like a theme show but it's like letting the comics just do their thing they just do their comedy but they get fucked up because of the sign and all that it's fun and the audience are on board in another way other than just yeah. laughing at the jokes they're on board with the, yeah it's fun and the comedians fun. there used to be a rule too and we still kind of do this depending on the show but where the comics would have one drink for each set before there so as the audience was getting drunk or so were the comics oh. um, and we still do that sometimes man as a dude who just doesn't drink much anymore i would fucking Oh, that'd be. I've done the shows where you do a sober set and then a drunk yeah. set, but I've always, I've always been like, oh, I'm not just getting wasted, you know. Like the gradual getting drunk is seems like way more of a fun environment rather than the just like, all right, do your set, then go get high and drunk real quick before it, you know the next ten minutes. Um, dude, where can people find your stuff? Because we got to get out of here. Um, nowhere at Brad Lives Dreams is where you can find most of my stuff. I've scrubbed the internet. Of most of my bits because I was uh, up for a non-comedy job that I was thinking about. Oh. But I still have, you know, my some Comedy Central stuff. And, and yeah, people can oh. find you. They can find your net, you're on you're on a Netflix episode. Oh, of- yeah. Cooking on High. Uh, I'm on two episodes of that. Bruja, the Comedy Show Drinking Game, will be released via Thrillist soon. Oh, fun. As a series. Um, oh, that'll be like, wait, like a docu-series? It's going to be a stand-up thing i think we're, we're trying to figure out exactly it's in editing right now it was oh, all fun. stolen from my car so we've started over oh, um, oh you just had your car broken into yeah yeah they stole the drives from oh all the stuff on no it. but Bruja, we still had some backups of the raw footage so we're re-editing it so that'll be oh, out you, there so you still have the raw footage yeah oh what so a fucking bummer there. you can catch a, a one minute and 20 second joke of mine when i was a comedy central comic to watch yeah. So those are the three things. Find those. <laughs> Good for you, man. Well, thanks for coming into town. <laughs> into town. Into yeah, town. Yeah. I live thanks like three blocks Korea away. Town. Do you really? I live like I, I live like less than. But five now that we know each no other, no wonder your car got broken. I was going to ask you what neighborhood. No, you're it was in, in West Hollywood. Really? The Be smashing careful. grabs. Could they see something in the window and they did yeah, a my smashing backpack. grab? Fuck. Oh, just Which a backpack. Stupid. It was just a Lilo and Stitch backpack. My most favorite backpack oh, of all man, time. What a, if anyone they stole has a li- kid's backpack. It was right outside of the improv too. I had. I was driving home and the improv called me or someone at the improv called me was like, hey, we got a spot on this show. And I was like, sweet. And so I turn around, go there, park real quick. Usually I would have brought my bag in with me, but I was I had to like get inside for the set, ran inside for the set, come back outside. And I was like, well, that wasn't worth the $15 for that oh, set. Oh, no. my God. Yeah, Jeez. it's okay. What a fucking bummer. Uh, my car, I have a shitty car, so it's never been broken into. I just feel like Yikes. no one wants to. But, um, dude, so I, now that, like, I, I've respected your stand-up and, like, see you out there. But now that, like, we've actually had a chance to talk, and you can shit on me now. And we can shit oh, on you. Oh, this is great. You, you know what I mean? So now we, because <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> if you shit on me without that, I would have been like, man. Especially if you had a better set. I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't shit on no. people in that. I don't shit on people about, I mean, I can shit on really good friends about a bad set. That's the thing, though. After a bad set, all you, that you know, and you know it was a bad set all you want is to somebody acknowledge that you're right like yeah. when, when someone says good set after you had a bad set and they don't make eye contact with you that's the worst yeah. <laughs> you're like don't lie to, lie to me like, don't like, fucking lie to me i can take it and they're like that was a bad set i'm like i couldn't take it <laughs> i was wrong the last show we did together was at an airport hangar remember that holy shit that yeah. was actually probably over a year ago which is scary to think yeah that was um i just remember you standing on your stool yelling at people and they were and you fucking murdered yeah oh that was that was in um 
Uh, Redlands. Red- Redlands. Yeah, yeah that was fun. That was fun. Um, I did scream at them a lot. Yeah. What do you got coming up? Anything? Actually, this is, this episode's coming up in a few weeks. Is there anything you want to promote end of September? Or? Nah, don't worry about it. Okay. So, uh, the, all right. Then, uh, the dog yeah. farting right now. Oh, the, so, oh yeah. So, the, wait. I, I, was, I asked him when you went to the bathroom. I was like, did you fart? I was like, either you farted or the dog farted. I gave the dog new dog food last night. It's we definitely were, dog fart time. Yeah. We, were out of, we were out of the dry food, so I gave him a thing, a big thing of wet dog food and um, uh, and a sweet potato. <laughs> so he's been farting. That's so Anyway, funny. we'll have to end on that. Thanks so much for coming Aww. on the episode. This Thanks was Sex Actually Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye.